Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I am your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I want to talk about my divorce. Just the proceeding, and from start to finish. And I want to talk about this today because it is the one-year anniversary of my last court date. So, I have officially taken back my name and had it in full for an entire year. And so that's what brings this up today. Now, I filed for divorce on November 17th, 2021. I walked up to the courthouse, had a considerable amount of money that I took out of savings, and went up and did the paperwork to get all that done within a day. Like, I didn't have an attorney. I walked it through the courts for the second time. It seemed unnecessary to hire a lawyer this round because I'm not difficult in these circumstances at all. Um, Pretty much, I uh, have a signature. And my signature is that I want my clothes, I want everything that I brought into the relationship, and the things that usually come from the relationship. I want my car and I want my dresser and seen. That's it. And so when it comes to splitting of belongings and, you know, all of that other stuff, to me, it's just not worth the hassle at all. Like for my mind, for, for my own peace of mind, I really just wanted everything done as expeditiously as is humanly possible. And uh, what I would say is the second time was a little bit more challenging than the first when it came to that. First of all, court during COVID times is a completely different thing because everything is done via Zoom instead of in person, which I think is something that elongated the process. Now, I'll tell you, I ended up having three court dates for this. And what ended up happening, so my first court date was February 15th. I had gotten together with my ex the day before because... One of our cats had gotten sick and had passed away. So um, we ended up getting together and I went with them to the vet to drop him off to have him cremated. And we hung out and talked about that for a little while. And I experienced... Now, I'm not saying that everything that was stated was not heartfelt. What I am saying is that if I look at it from a strictly objective standpoint, it, like, if if I remove emotion from the circumstance and just look at everything that occurred that day, it seems extremely manipulative. Extremely manipulative. No, I'm not saying that's the intention, but 
what was said to me. I basically received an offer, if you will, for it seemed like an unconventional relationship. So basically just to still be involved, just not with all of the stigma and the stipulations that come along with being husband and wife or what at that time would have been wife and wife, whatever. And in the context of the conversation, what they said to me is like, no matter what happens, like I will always be their soulmate and a bunch of other stuff like there was a lot of words in there I don't remember most of them like I only retained the cliff notes and that's probably an act of self-preservation I would assume because in the moment that this was happening I broke down like I just bawled my eyes out and there was snot coming out of my nose and I guess what I would say goes a little something like this. When it takes 15 years, a sexual assault, and a gender modification and hormone treatment to open up about everything that you've been feeling for that long. Oh, and a divorce filing. In my mind, that's just a case of too little too late. Because looking at things from a very realistic perspective, there's no reason that it took all of that for any kind of heartfelt emotion to come out verbally. There's no fucking reason. Every time I look back on that, I put on, like, I don't, I don't fucking open my heart to this shit. I put on my thinking cap. And I look at the circumstance, void of emotion, and just put on my psychoanalysis. And the only thing I can think of is this is 100% manipulation. Because by that time I had already moved out. I would already started to build and establish, you know what I mean, a life and figure out who I was outside of my marriage. And it just felt to me like a last ditch attempt to hold on to what was already gone. You know, it's no different than the maintenance of the house in my absence, which is another thing that happened after everything went down. After I switched bedrooms and I stopped sleeping, my feelings became valid, you know, 15 years later. It was very strange. And... 
again, I take that back to this is manipulation. Plain and simple. That's all it is. It's fucking manipulation. Like, this is how you get what you want. Is by finally making the change that you've been promising to do for the last 15 years that this stupid bitch has been overlooking and allowing for the last 15 years. So... We had our second court date on the 15th of March. Now, the humorous part about this is the day before our court date, I was asked if I could postpone things so they could have time to adjust to everything that was happening. My response was to say no. Because there was plenty of fucking time. And I felt that. In the moment, I felt that. And what I found out when we went to court the first time was that my ex didn't, I don't know if it was intentional or not. If I were giving them the benefit out of the doubt, I would say that they didn't understand the assignment. That was the vernacular choice I was using at the moment. And I still think it kind of fits. Like they didn't understand the assignment in terms of like, what is the appropriate methodology to, you know, to respond to serving of divorce papers and how to proceed and we discovered this on the day of our first court date and it is a very interesting coincidence that literally the day before I was being asked if I can postpone the proceedings and it still wasn't done by our second court date and so, after that, we ended up getting together, and we went to the courthouse and spoke to the people at the, I don't know if it was the county clerk or whatever, it is basically the same counter where I filed initially in November, and we verified, like, both of us were there in person and verified with the lady behind the counter. This is what we are supposed to do. Correct? Correct. Um, this is the amount of money I have to pay? Correct? Correct. Okay. Sign the documents. Each of us got a copy. And then we waited for our final court date. And... I don't know. There's a part of me that is very curious if on a subconscious level this wasn't, you know what I mean, an, an intentional act. Like, I don't know if it would have been a conscious decision or if it's, again, on a subconscious level, you're not ready to let go. And so, therefore, you don't respond. And that's how you hold on is by not responding and not doing the homework and not signing the paperwork and not paying the court fees. And I tried in those moments to give them the benefit of the doubt. But the further removed I am from it and the more analytical I get on everything that happened I have a very hard time swallowing that pill 
I say that because my ex isn't stupid. Um, now, impulsive, yes. And sometimes, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll just stick with impulsive. Not, my ex was never one for planning either. So, I mean, that makes sense. That kind of goes in line with the impulsive bit. And so, to that effect, maybe, I don't know, maybe there was a short attention span of lack of an ability to pay attention to the details, but I find that very difficult to believe. Very, very difficult to believe because of the amount of work and effort that was put into other areas of life when it comes to the details. Most, most specifically, their employment. And so that's something I kind of sit with, like knowing the detail-oriented nature that they had in the workplace and their ability to retain all sorts of knowledge in that regard. It makes me very suspicious of the intention is what I would say. Very suspicious of the intention because yeah, I don't know. It just seems like odd behavior. That's just my take. But what's funny is the day that I had my court date I took off work from the time my court appointment was scheduled, you know, within enough time to get, you know, be timely about it, through the end of my day. And I was so energized after it was all done that I couldn't stay home. I I didn't have I didn't have anything to do at home either. So you know, like, normally, what I have a tendency to do when I have high energy is I clean. Um, it's a great way to burn it off and keep your place tidy. So, I've been doing that for years. Uh, be it nervous energy or what any other kind, that's just what I've been doing to utilize it. And my house was fucking spotless and I was so excited that yes it's done it's finally done you know I finally got my maiden name back for the second time I was so fucking thrilled the only thing I could think to do was to text my boss let her know I'm coming back to work and then go back to work and be a giddy asshole <laughs> around other people because sometimes those moods are infectious and I was just exhilarated 
I'm kind of having a resurgence of that today. Because it's here. Like, I made it. I made it a year from that final date. I've made it through all of the fuckery that has led up to this point. And for the most part, I feel okay. You know? Like, I've completely uprooted myself from, you know, the life that I had built before. The only things that I have left are the positive things. That's that's all I've decided to take with me. And coincidentally, this is 100% coincidentally. Uh, before going back into regular life... I booked this Airbnb and I'm celebrating the one year anniversary of my divorce at some open air hut in the forest, like three hours from where my new residence is. And it's amazing. It's really amazing just being stuck in nature in this beautiful temperature. It's literally perfect. Like, I can't think of a better way to celebrate this than how I am right now. And again, it's just a coincidence. It's total coincidence because my oldest brother was encouraging me to travel before I go back to work, right? Because I had time. And this is the first time in my life that I've ever traveled just to travel. You know, I didn't come with a specific plan to go to an event or to go visit a person and in finding something when I was thinking about this I hap- I stumbled across this Airbnb and I was like well that sounds like it'd be an interesting experience just to have you know like it's they call it glamping because it's pretty much sleeping in this open air hut So it's kind of camping-esque, but it's a real mattress, and it's in a building. But, I mean, it gets cold at night, and uh, it's nice during the day. And it's really an experience, you know? That's what's so cool about this, is it's legitimately, like, a different experience than anything that I've had prior. And so that's what's really cool. And that's what I was hoping I would find when I started looking and thinking, like, maybe he's right. Maybe I should travel. That's a great fucking idea. And I don't know. There's something about this one. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, I think this is what I want to do. Okay. And so I booked it, and here I am in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, I'm close enough to civilization that if I need civilization stuff, it's there. But it's got a compost toilet, and it's got... um. A cold ass shower. <laughs> uh, I say that because it's pretty much like it's a hose with a particular head attachment, and one of the one of the uh, settings on there is shower, right? And the water's fucking cold. It's very fucking cold. I tried it out yesterday because. I wanted the whole experience, you know? And so I tried it. And the water is fucking cold. And I laughed a lot because that's what I do. 
when I'm physically discomforted, but kind of enjoying it at the same time. Because I giggle a lot. And so it was an experience. I'm very afraid to take another shower. But I, I didn't wash my hair because the water is fucking cold. But I'm still enjoying it for what it is. And that's what really counts at this point. Is just enjoying it for what it is. Because I think that's where I really need to stake my values. You know? And what I really need to focus on right now is just being present in the moment. Enjoying it for what it is. Whatever the it may be. You know? And being open to adventure and possibility and so that's kind of where I'm at is in the middle of the fucking forest being open to adventure and possibility all the while doing what has become one of my favorite things to do consistently since I've come to the south and that is just chilling outside so there's something about this lifestyle that absolutely relaxing to me it's completely fucking amazing I think it's really good for my headspace to be able to sit back and relax enjoy the sun get a little vitamin D and just unwind you know to allow myself just to be and not have to be doing anything or going somewhere, or interacting with people, or any of those things. It's definitely a noteworthy experience, for sure. It's definitely been a very noteworthy experience. And so, I guess the biggest takeaway that I would say for me and it's probably sage wisdom for everybody out there, really. Anybody that's suffering, and even if you're not, whatever. Enjoy your small wins. You know? Enjoy the moment. Stop looking at the past. Stop worrying about the future. And just be it's it's nice it's really it, there's a learning curve here but I'm working on it and so far I think it seems to be working I think I'm doing a pretty good job of being able to just enjoy the moment and be in it. And not so much be focused on the destination, but rather the journey. Because sometimes I think that's what really is life is about. It's not so much the destination, but the journey. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about it, what is the destination in life? Like, really? It's a fucking pine box. Or a little jar on a shelf. You know? that's the destination because at the end of the day like that's where we're all going like we're all going either into the ground or into a jar on a mantle 
or to be spread somewhere, maybe turned into a diamond, depending on your income, whatever. And so, yeah, just taking the days one at a time, taking the moments one at a time. It's nice. It feels good. And it's taken a long time to fucking get here to this point where I can actually do this. So, to that effect, that's what I'm celebrating today. Is my ability to have gotten here. And make it through all the fuckery. With my head on straight. And working on being unafraid of whatever. Because living in fear is also a difficult thing. I don't want to be there either. So, on that note, I'm going to end it here. Everybody have a great day and be well.